Hey, I'm Bryce. I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Jonathan, and you're listening to Electric City Buzz, the podcast about all things Anderson. This podcast is sponsored by Still Family Law, LLC. Are you going through a difficult time in your family life? Do you need legal advice and representation from a trusted family law firm? Look no further than Still Family Law in Anderson, South Carolina. Led by attorney Greg Still, their experienced legal team is dedicated to helping individuals and families navigate the complex and emotionally charged terrain of family law. Whether you're dealing with divorce, child custody, child support, or any other family law matter, they are here to provide compassionate and effective guidance. Still Family Law understands that every family is unique and that each case requires personalized attention. That's why they take the time to listen to your concerns and goals and work with you to develop a strategy that best fits your needs. Don't face your family law issues alone. Call Still Family Law today at 864-734-4650 to schedule a consultation and take the first step towards a brighter future. Now presenting John Wright Jr. of McCoy Wright Commercial Real Estate and Anderson County Council. So today we have the pleasure of talking with John Wright Jr. with McCoy Wright, um, commercial real estate here today. John is kind of an Anderson staple. Um, You've probably seen his signs all over the place, the iconic blue and white McCoy Wright signs. Um, He's been instrumental to a lot of the growth downtown. He's also on county council, um, has his hands on a lot of different boards and stuff like that around um, the community is, is on the board at the chamber as yes. well, I do believe. So, yes. um, John, we really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you all for today. having me on today. I'm really excited. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's start with kind of your story um, and how you got to present day. Where are you from originally? Yeah. How did we get to John Wright in 2023? Yeah. So grew up, born and raised right here in Anderson. Awesome. Um, very fortunate to um, to be able to have done that. Seen Anderson change a whole lot. Uh, over my 35 years of, of living here, except wow. for the four and a half years that I went way far away to Clemson mm. and went to school. So okay. a major, uh, you know, travel, I guess, for me from okay. that point. But then came right back to Anderson. Did you play football? I did, yep. Yeah, so I was fortunate to play football there at awesome. Clemson from 2006 to 2010. It was a great experience. It was actually, you know, invited to walk on under Coach Tommy Bowden at the time. Um, Coach Schwinney up gets the job halfway through my redshirt sophomore year and puts me on full scholarship my last two years, awesome. which was a great nice. experience and kind of an opportunity to really live out a, live out a dream for me. Um, growing up here in Anderson, obviously, you know, most of us, no offense, Bryce, are, um, are Clemson fans, obviously. And so for me, that was like a great opportunity. And, uh, and really, I think the biggest principle of that is for me was I can achieve anything if I'm willing to put the work into it. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I kind of was taught from a young age, mostly from my dad, that um, you know, dream big, um, and, and you can chase whatever you want to, but as long as you're willing to put the work in was the caveat. Yeah. And so for me, I kind of think I tried to carry that over into, um, professional life and, and just kind of personal life as well. So yeah, I grew up right here in Anderson, um, was fortunate to grow up around a, um, good family business. Um, my great grandfather, uh, worked for Charlie Daniel, actually the builder, wow. which, um, ultimately became floor Daniel and what's now the floor corporation. And uh, he built for uh, Mr. Daniel, and then he and my grandfather started uh, the company in 1952 as a construction development company, building primarily uh, residential homes. Uh, They built about 3,000 homes in Anderson, Um, and then my dad kind of took it in a little bit different direction in the mid-'90s to more of a commercial real estate focus. And um, 
I, I came to work here. Um, a couple years after college, my dad wouldn't let me come work for him right out of college. So um, went and did uh, something else for a couple of years and, and then came on here and uh, bought him out of the business in January of 2020, two months before a global pandemic hit. <laughs> nice. So, great uh, yeah, great timing. <laughs> um, but, you know, been really fortunate. We have an incredible team of people, and I, I don't say that lightly. We are uh, really blessed here at McCoy Wright because we have such a great group of people, and we're all different. We all bring different viewpoints to the table, but we're all driven to be highly successful and work together. So. And, it, and it sounds like from from what I've observed that y'all have kind of expanded exponentially over the past um, few years since you've become the, the sole owner of the business. I mean, yeah. how, how big was your team in 2020? Yeah, so we had like six people, I think. And um, now we're up to? 17. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and that's that's fraught with challenges. Obviously, just any time you grow like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I had a vision and and I feel like a pretty clear vision for what I wanted to see us become. Yeah. And um, I I would like to think prepared for that opportunity um, years before I actually got the opportunity to um, take control and buy my dad out of the business and really set my vision for what the company was going to look like going forward. And um, and it revolved around people. That's really yeah. what it mm-hmm. came down to. And and you know we've been really blessed with a with a great group. And um, we have we've expanded. We had probably. So third-party commercial real estate brokerage is our bread and butter. Um, we also do development and have a sister company that does property management. We've got about a million and a half square feet in five states that we manage on that side of it. But um, the third-party brokerage, we came into 2020 with about $26 million in exclusively listed uh, inventory, which is a lead measure for us. That's what we track. And uh, today we've got about 115 to $120 million wow. of exclusively listed wow. products. Mm-hmm. So been really fortunate to grow and, and – uh, we're only getting started. So Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. That's cool. John, John, what, um, what is the kind of like, path? you've, you've talked about development and you've talked about doing third party brokerage. What is the, the path, some projects you've worked on over yeah. the last few years that you've yeah. been passionate about that you're proud of? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the benefits that I think we get to have as a commercial real estate firm and one that's based in Anderson, you know, we're not, we, we do um, we do deals in other markets, but this is our home. And so we take that very seriously. We, we consider it a stewardship opportunity um, to be able to shape the community here. And so we're not here today, gone tomorrow. We plan to be here for the long haul and live here. And so we have to be accountable for the projects that we do here. So mm-hmm. I think to say all that, you know, I enjoy and we do a lot of retail development, um, fast food, kind of quick service restaurant, multi-tenant retail. I've done a lot of that. Um, and, th- and those are fun, but what I really get the opportunity to enjoy is stuff like downtown, you know, historic Absolutely. redevelopment. Right. And uh, because I think you, you really get to see the impact that has on the community. One of the ones I'm probably most proud of, um, which is probably one of our most recent projects downtown, was the um, AMP Plaza, North Main Commons, you know, Magnetic South Brewery, that whole area there. We started working on that project in first quarter of 2020 was when we wow. first put the property under contract and started kind of whiteboarding about what that area could become. You know, for the longest time, that was the, the block, the gateway into downtown and, and it wasn't a very good one. So mm-hmm. um, how can we transform that and make it into something that people could be proud of and that would be a welcoming place yeah. for people as they come into downtown Anderson. And you see what it is today for people that maybe haven't seen or haven't experienced it yet. You know, we took an old A&P grocery store, about 10,000 square feet and recruited Magnetic South Brewery for their first location, which we're really proud of. Um, obviously they're just open in Greenville and getting mm-hmm. reopened in Clemson this summer. Um, and then took another building on the other side um, and converted that into multi-tenant retail. So seven businesses um, that are doing really well there. And then kind of in the middle was an old parking lot that we did a public-private partnership with the city of Anderson on. Yeah. And um, 
did green space. The city did a beautiful job with green space yeah. there. And so like recently was able to go down there on a Saturday when the weather was really nice and, and enjoy, you know, being outside with my family, hanging out with Magnetic South and seeing a bunch of people down there enjoying the space. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, I said, this is what we envisioned when we first started sitting down and, and talking yeah. about this project was, was creating a communal space for people. Um, and so to actually see that come to fruition was um, a lot of fun. So that's one of our, one of our big ones that I'm really proud of. Um, you know, another one was the old first federal, um, Carolina first building, um, that we did, uh, 2018, I guess, 42,000 square feet, tallest commercial building in downtown Anderson. And it sat vacant, mostly vacant for several years, seven, eight years, I'm guessing. And, uh, took that and converted into class A office space and brought about a hundred jobs into downtown Anderson, which again, I think was another big step for us as a downtown. So, um, and then we've done some others, you know, kind of some, a little bit of mixed use and, um, other things, but those two, I'm I'm really proud of and kind of stick out. So, and and I think that's super cool because what you are doing is so like future oriented. Um, you're, I think it's really cool, and I think it, an aspect of your um, job that that you excel at um, is seeing not what a space is, but what a space could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that's super cool because there's a, as much as um, things have changed in the downtown, you know setting from a visual standpoint there's still a lot of potential Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of potential mm-hmm. with buildings that you may have access to that you could say okay right now this isn't being utilized to its fullest potential but if we get the right people in here um we could really make something special happen and it's cool to see that especially i'm very partial to the magnetic south guys love them <laughs> it's cool you, that you had cousin on right didn't absolutely you yeah, yeah okay yeah. awesome he was a he was a lot of fun he's but a it's, tough fact to follow i know i know <laughs> but like even for him because of the partnership that y'all had and the vision between you um and those guys in, yeah. this, in, in the city now they have a good product and they had a vision absolutely. for it but now because of a partnership that you had they're getting to open in greenville yeah and clemson yeah. and stuff like that like you're helping people start in anderson and it can be something bigger than that which is awesome that's a great point bryce you know because if if the first one doesn't go you don't get to second and third and fourth and beyond absolutely and uh you know the junkyard is another one absolutely you know, they're, they're, yeah. a, they're yeah. a really good client of ours um got a very close personal friendship with ben the owner there and first one was in anderson you mm-hmm. know and now mm-hmm. you look and he's got He's got uh, Greenville, he's got Clemson, he's getting ready to open Malden, and there's way more to come with him too. Yeah. And so um, the importance, I think, of delivering a, delivering it and doing it right the first time and allowing that scalability and growth to happen. But um, I think you know, Anderson's always been known for um, innovation and leadership, mm-hmm. and um, it's no different today. you yeah. know. And so I think we're going to continue to see that, hopefully, as we have more people coming here and investing and starting businesses and growing. When you're, when you're walking around and you see like an empty space, whether it's in Anderson or anywhere, are you yeah. always just like, that could be a Oh yeah. That could be like, <laughs> yeah, can absolutely. you turn it off at well, any no. point? Or are you just I, like, my, my wife always gets frustrated with me because, um, I, I'm anytime we, we travel and go somewhere, like yeah. I always want to go look at real estate. I yeah. want to look at yeah. what has been mm-hmm. done, what's been transformed. And recently, well, I say recently, it was about a year ago, we were in uh, Asheville and, and um, walking around downtown, and there was a building I saw, and it looked like a building down here that's vacant. And I was like, I need to go see what they did with that building. Mm-hmm. And they converted into a really cool, like, food hall space that was multi, like, two story, really cool thing that reminded me a lot of a building that's here in downtown Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like, I was like, I'm just going to hang out here for a little bit. I was like, you can go shop or do whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'll, I guess have a beer and yeah. kind of walk around and explore right. a little bit. 
and giving you ideas because a lot of times I think that's where you can learn is from other markets, larger markets that have maybe, you know, maybe a little bit further ahead than we are. You can go see what others have done and then come back hopefully and apply those. But yeah, and then the other thing, like if we're driving in a new city or something <laughs> like that, I'm and I'm driving, which usually I am, she gets on me because I'm constantly like looking around and seeing like what yeah. what businesses, what retailers yeah. are here that need to be in Anderson so I can yeah. call on them and try to get them to come here. So I it's it's nonstop for me, but I I love it, so that's okay. Yeah. 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 That's and it, it's kind of like almost an economic development. You're, yeah, you're doing a, a ton of economic development in yeah. some ways, recruiting people in to, to be in these spaces, building spaces Absolutely. so entrepreneurs can come and sit as well. And then on top of that, with with places building community as well. Yeah, um, I think I think that's a cool aspect of what you're doing. And I'm curious to know, like, obviously the downtown scene in Anderson in general has changed so much over the past couple of years. But are you starting to see? Not necessarily, I mean, I know you guys aren't just in Anderson and you guys go elsewhere, but yeah. are you starting to see more people from North Carolina, Georgia, Greenville, yeah. Columbia, or whatever, that are saying, hey, you got any space in Anderson? Yeah. Like, are, are people trying to get tap into the Anderson market? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think Anderson is, is definitely on the map and has been mm-hmm. um, for a long time. And so I think that anytime you start to see, um, you want you want attention. You know, you want people uh, calling and inquiring and and asking about the community and what's going on. And, and that's what we want. Right. And so I think that's what we're trying to do as a community is position ourselves to be able to sell it. And that's what mm-hmm. we want to do as a company, too. And so, Jonathan, to your point, it goes really hand in hand, you know, as far as selling the community, selling the property, having the product. Um, and recruiting the businesses to come here and be able to sell them why they should come to Anderson and why they would be successful here. And so I think the more concepts that we have that can come here and be successful, the more ammunition it gives us to go and recruit better concepts as well, other concepts. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I'm curious about is obviously we know there's a a ton of investment coming in, um, you know, commercial and, and even residential, but are you seeing that it's easier for the, the Anderson community and those individuals to actually get more involved with their own businesses and start opening more things locally yeah. versus, you know, a ton of just investments coming in because you guys have made these spaces available. Yeah. I like to think so. That's actually a really good perspective because, you know, a lot of times, um, it, it can be challenging. So especially when you think about downtown, I was having this conversation with somebody earlier today, you know, in, in Anderson, you have kind of different retail corridors and some of those cater more to like your national and larger mm-hmm. retailers. And then downtown, which you have mostly are like mom and pop, small business yeah. owners, yeah. which is what we are. Right. And, um, and they don't always have the ability to, you know, these buildings are pretty rough and you don't always know what you're going to mm-hmm. get into. And we start peeling back the layers and it can be expensive. And so I think where we have, um, tried to position ourselves, you know, in, in the development regard, especially downtown is, you know, doing a lot of that work that you know the the business maybe couldn't do on their own yep. mm-hmm. and providing space that otherwise wouldn't be affordable or feasible for them to take down on their own yeah. so it still kind of gives me opportunity to li- live out that dream and open that business but also doesn't hamstring in regard of like having a expensive build out that would prevent them from being able to open so yeah, yeah. i think that's a really good point in the way that you phrase that's cool that. so, yeah i feel like it'd make it a lot easier and it may yeah. just be a dream yeah but then they're like oh that space is perfect yeah, yeah. it's, it's a know? fine line because you know we, we always say like you know every business want something different. Like if it's going to be an office user, a retail user, a restaurant. So kind of usually what we're doing is like, we're delivering what we call like a white box or vanilla box. So kind of your, you know, basic stuff, heating and air, electrical floors, walls, bathrooms, and then let them come and do all the cosmetics or the paint, the floor, the, you know, if it's certain walls that they need, and then we'll usually give them some free rent or something to compensate for yeah. that. Yeah. So it's usually, you know, and it also kind of creates, um, cause you won't, 
you want them to have skin in the game and, and you want them to do well. And so it kind of creates a partnership where you're both giving to ultimately happily have them be successful and have yeah. the project be successful. That's awesome. I think this is kind of a, a, a good segue into an, another aspect of your life that I admire and look up to you in a lot of, a lot of ways, but you have a good eye for what would be good for Anderson yeah. uh, from a real estate perspective. And you were talking about working hard and, and accomplishing things that you work hard at and put your mind to. So you're also a County councilman, yep. correct? As of, uh, so elected in November of 2020. So it took office January of 21. Okay. Um, wait, so, so sorry, the same year that you also bought yeah, out, uh, I'm a glut for punishment. <laughs> yeah. You picked up on that, Jonathan. <laughs> I, yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of change in twenty. A lot of change yeah. in twenty twenty. A lot of um, hard conversations with my wife. Like, <laughs> You're going to do what? Yeah. Why, why would you? You know all that yeah. kind of stuff. But. We, yeah, we've been, we got there. Yeah, Th- that's awesome. So, so you're on county council, but I think that that that's a, a huge asset to the the council because you can, I mean, investment and growth is something yeah. that has to happen in a in a thriving community. Yes. So, it's good that you've got an eye for kind of okay, maybe this is a good fit. This may be a good fit three yep. years from now. Let's pump the brakes yep. on this. We don't yep. want to bite off more than we can chew. So, tell me about how you got into council, um, and then we can kind of talk yeah. about how you use your expertise in real estate to help develop Anderson um, as a county perspective. So what made you want to hop into that? Yeah, so I think public service has always kind of been of interest to me. And I think, again, I go back to, um, I was fortunate, you know, when I was growing up, like I I saw my grandfather, you know, be very involved, like Chamber of Commerce. And he was, you know, my dad, Chamber of Commerce, Kiwanis Club. Like I just, you know, I'll never forget, I was sitting in a, chamber board meeting it was probably in 2015 maybe um maybe 2014 i don't remember it was i think my first year on the board and they're going around asking like you know how old like everybody was and i was like by far you know at that time the youngest one on the board and we were having one of these outside consultants come in and we were like doing our swot analysis and kind of annual thing yeah. jonathan you know about that and so um and the guy's like he's from out of town he's like why why are you here like what you know everybody says your generation is you know, not interested in community engagement. You're not interested in public service, blah, blah, blah. And, I'm, and I really didn't, wasn't expecting him to ask that question, but it just kind of came out and said, I've just always, that's always been what I've seen. Like that's always mm-hmm. what the expectation was, was you have a responsibility, you know, as a business person and as a, you know, somebody in the community to give back and serve and do it in a way that makes the community better. And so I saw my dad, I can remember in the mornings, he'd get up and go to Chamber of Commerce breakfast. We had one this morning, yes, you know, and yes. I went to that. So it was just part of like what you do. I never even thought it was anything different or yeah. like, and so ran for uh, school board in 2016 okay. and, um, and was elected to that. And, and that was kind of my first, I'd always kind of had an interest Seven in D five. Yep. Okay. District five. And so, uh, was, had always kind of had an interest in maybe running for office. And so that was me kind of sticking my toe in the water a little bit. Did that, uh, for one term, four years, and then just, never really been a big believer in like just getting in one place, you know, especially politically and just staying there. Yeah. And, uh, so after four years, I sort of felt like my time was over. I'd done what I needed to do there. Felt like things were in a good place and it was time for me to do something else. So I, um, decided I was going to run for County council. And, um, you know, for me looking at Anderson, I've always felt like we were big enough to get opportunities, but small enough to get our own way. And yeah. um, I felt like a lot of what I was supposed to do was run for county council, get on there and keep us out of our own way. I mean, yeah. we've got a lot to sell here. And we've got a lot to give and we're a very attractive community. And sometimes it's just, man, just you're up to the plate, just swing. You yeah. know? And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think that was a big thing. And then really my three basic things that I, th- that I believe are vital for a community to, to succeed. 
we got to provide good quality jobs. Mm-hmm. We got to give them a place to live. We got to give them something to do. Yeah. And um, we've done a really good job, I think, of of recruiting. You know, good economic development with good jobs. Um, we got to continue to provide more housing. We, that's a big issue that we're facing that everybody's facing across the country, mm-hmm. but we do have a housing, um, attainability situation right now that we've got to improve. And then recreation, we got to give them stuff to do. We have a huge yeah. asset here with Lake Hartwell. Um, and we've got to make sure that we're constantly capitalizing on that. So, yeah. um, you know, I think bringing a, I'm, I'm the, I'm trying to think, yeah, I'm the, I'm the youngest member on County Council. So I think bring a little bit of a different perspective, not that it's better. There's Absolutely. value in having lots of different people and ages on, mm-hmm. on a, a group like that. And then I think being a small business owner, I have a, my finger on the pulse of the community and the business mm-hmm. community and what's going on. And I'm going to be there to ultimately help make sure that we protect the small business community in Anderson County and help yeah. we continue to thrive. Yeah. That's awesome. So. And while serving on, on County council, what is, what's the thing that you continue to like, push for I I mean I know you were talking about recreation or and and different pieces but what would you say is something that your your passion everything kind of goes behind on that I you know recreation is big for me so um I think because of the stage of life that I'm in Mm -hmm. I've got three boys a six-year-old a four-year-old and nine-month-old and um there's nowhere else I'd rather have them than right here in Anderson County and so but what we have to make sure we're intentional about is giving them things to do. So it was probably about a year ago and my wife took them over to Greenville to a park and you know, they didn't, they didn't just go to the park and come home. They went to the park, they went to lunch, they went to a store and they yeah. spent money over there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea that recreation doesn't generate revenue. No, it does. Recreation is a part of economic development. Absolutely. And so one of the things that I got to play a part in recently was the uh, revamp of Kid Venture, the playground mm-hmm. at the Civic yes. Center. And, um, and and so, again, kind of speaking specifically for my seat, I'm District 1 seat, which represents Anderson proper. The city of Anderson's within my district. And so I have a what I feel like is an obligation and a responsibility to work closely with the city of Anderson. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of places you have cities and counties, and there's a lot of, you know, siloed approach and button heads. And so for my specific seat, I think one of the big things that I'm supposed to do is collaborate and work closely with the city of Anderson to make sure that, hey, a rising tide lifts all ships. Mm-hmm. We do well, the city does well, the city does mm-hmm. well, we do well. Yeah. And so uh, partner with Kyle Newton, who's uh, city council in District 1, our districts overlap a lot, work closely with him to get the city. The, so the Civic Center is owned by the county, but technically in the city of Anderson as mm-hmm. well. And so said, hey, rather than the county just doing what we can do with this playground what if the city gets involved and we both give some money and make yeah. it bigger and better than we could on our own? And so what you see out there today is Kid Venture 2.0, which was uh, opened last summer, I guess it was, and um, Splash Pad. Yeah. Uh, everything out there is brand new. And so the hope being that, hey, my wife doesn't have to take her boys over to Greenville yeah. to enjoy a park like that. And that's really so like talking about the parallels between what I do public sector and private sector. The whole idea for you know the North Main Commons and AMP Plaza started – probably in 2018 it was a one of those like random february march days where it was like 60 degrees and it was just it felt great for that time of year and uh we wanted to be outside we want to be outside we want to eat lunch somewhere we want to drink a beer and there was nowhere really to go in anderson to do that like pretty late with green space that's what we're looking for so we went to hampton station in greenville with white duck taco and birds fly south brewery you know had my son there at the time he was like 
a year and a half old mm -hmm. and enjoyed the weather and had good lunch and everything like that. And I was like, man, it'd be awesome if Anderson had something like this and we didn't have to drive yep. 30 minutes to come mm -hmm. here. Yep. So fast forward a few years, we see this property and I'm like, this is a great opportunity to bring that here. And so that was kind of, again, going back to what I was talking about earlier, like the idea of keeping people here and keeping dollars here, I think is important. Yeah. So um, that's probably like my passion is like, I won't, and then I'll kind of go up another level. So born and raised here, went to Clemson, graduated, chose to come back here. Yeah. Right. And that's what I want for the, a lot of my friends did not. They felt mm -hmm. like they had to go to Charlotte or Atlanta or Charleston yeah. or somewhere else to get a quote, good job with good pay. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing that I really am passionate about is like, I want the kids that we have coming out of school and if they go to college, great, or if they go straight in the workforce, great. But I want them to know that we have opportunities right here yep. in Anderson County where they can do that and raise a family and have stuff to do. Absolutely. That's awesome. So from a county perspective, and we can kind of piggyback this into back in real estate here a little bit, is there anything you can tell us about that uh, from a county perspective that you're excited about that's coming to Anderson uh, maybe in the next five years or so that yeah um, I mean you're able to speak on and if not that's okay no I mean I, th I think you know we're always we're always like talking about projects and ideas mm -hmm. and things like in perspective employers um, you know I think on the this is not on the county side it's more on the the real estate side you know I think we've got a couple of opportunities to bring some really quality retailers in our market that aren't currently here okay. and um I hope that within the next three to six months, we'll we'll have those inked and, and hopefully be able to announce them to be huge for Anderson because there's, they're not here right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I think on the on the county side, a lot of that is focused on you know expansion of current industry and always trying to recruit new industry. Yeah. And we've had some really good expansion, you know, over the last year. When you talk about you know, Glen Raven and Bosch, and obviously First Quality continues to expand. Look at what Arthrex, Arthrex is doing. Is I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, so we're blessed with a lot of really good industry here, and I, I hope that all those will continue to expand. We also, and then the homegrown companies here too that are, that are here and doing well. And um, Matt Kelly, Kelly Engineering is one of mm -hmm. them that started right here in Anderson, and, and he's grown his business and done a really, really yeah. great job. So um, I think just creating opportunities for people to come here and do business and be successful and grow that's going to sustain us for the long haul. So yeah. again, I think the, the, there, I've got two retailers that I'm really excited about that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? We may miss both of them, but it's not going to be for lack of trying. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Yeah. But always talking to people and, yeah. and they're favorable in Anderson right now. We were at a conference three weeks ago, probably up in Charlotte, um, meeting with national retailers from all over. And, you know, again, we're going to these things. We go two or three times a year, Atlanta and Charlotte usually. And then there's one in Vegas and, you know, you're meeting with the directors of real estate for all these, you know, big retail companies and you're pitching them sites, you're pitching them the market, you're explaining to them, you're recruiting. I mean, so I'm like, I'm always selling Anderson. Yeah. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. if it's, I'm wearing my council hat or my real estate hat. I'm always selling Anderson yeah. and it's an easy thing to sell. That's awesome. Yeah. How, uh, how receptive are these different investors when you're talking about coming to Anderson? You know, I think, I think it's changed a lot. So I've been going to these things for the better part of 10 years and, um, I think when I first started going, probably 2012 or so, 13, you know, there, there was a little bit of apprehension. And, and, you know, these guys look a lot at demographic, mm -hmm. right? So household income, number of households. And I think what you're seeing with Anderson is you're seeing growth and you're seeing jobs that are high quality, good paying jobs. And mm -hmm. so the combination of those two are making it really attractive for these guys, which makes them favorable in the market. So yeah. the feedback is generally really positive. I, mean, I remember going when I first got in the business, and trying to pitch them, they're like, oh yeah, we don't think like Anderson's really ready for us yet, or we're they're they're not there yet. 
um, that's not the feedback we're getting now. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's definitely on the radar. So I think that bodes well for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. What are some, if you had to give some advice to somebody that wanted, wanted to get into commercial real estate, you know, what does that process look like? What are some of the challenge? What would you say is a challenge with, with real estate either, right? Yeah. I mean, from an individual standpoint, and Josh can attest to this, like housing is just nuts right yeah. now. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. rates, whether it's lack of inventory, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing right now I mean, I in think, the commercial world? Yeah, so from a like a macro perspective, and, and I, I read a lot, I, I consume a lot of content, I try to really stay up on what's going on with, with our, our market. And again, Josh, you could speak to this, but the interest rate situation, I think what the Fed did was they increased rates, which, which probably needed to happen, yeah. but they did yeah. it so, so much so fast yeah. that it almost shocked the system and the economy a little bit. And, um, you know, commercial real estate is so heavily tied to interest rates because most people yeah. that buy commercial real estate, they borrow money. Yeah. And so that has a huge impact. When you're talking about you could get money at 3%, now you're getting at 6.5%. I read a stat um, Tuesday. There are two, there's $270 billion of commercial real estate loans that will come due in 2023. And $70 billion of that, which is about 30%, has a debt service coverage ratio of 1.25 or less, which is what banks kind of look for to make sure that you're covering the principal and yeah. interest mm-hmm. payment, which means two things. They got to refi and put more cash in to bring that debt service coverage ratio where it needs to be, mm-hmm. or they're gonna have to sell, which creates an abundance of supply on the market. Yeah. And for the last 10 years, money's been so easy to get and so cheap to get. Yeah. There's been so much, and that's why we've had the inflation, which is the same thing that's happened in commercial real estate. It became the creme de la creme for investors. Everybody wanted to buy it. Um, and, and so it's driven pricing up really, really pretty ridiculous. Yeah. That's a challenge. I think the benefit is that you're going to see people getting out of the business, I think, okay. um, which I think creates a huge opportunity for folks that want to get into business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. when I got in the business in 2012, like we were still, I mean, market was nothing like it is now. It was still, you know, we were kind of still somewhat beat up from the global financial crisis. And there's a lot of guys, especially on the back end. I feel like I stepped in when like you had a lot of guys that were in their seventies and they just weren't ready to weather that storm again, yeah. kind of ready to get out. And for me, it was like, man, it's a great opportunity for me. Yeah. You know, if they don't want to work it, I will. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's, I think, what it's all about. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, when, I, when, when we talk to somebody about getting into the business, I can teach anybody the business. I mean, is it, is it, it it's not that hard to learn. What I can't teach you is how to work. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we tell our people in here. It's like, hey, you got two things you can control in life. I'm big on this. I'll say it till I'm dead can't control a lot in this world, your life, in this business. Two things you got control over every day is your attitude and your effort. Yeah. You show up every day with a great attitude, you give me great effort, I'll teach you the business. Like, I, we can deal with that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I think that's just important for anybody wanting to get in commercial real estate or just any business, frankly, is like, you know, what kind of attitude are you bringing to the table? What kind of effort are you giving? Um, but I think it's a, I think it's a great industry. I love it. It's in my blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's a great career for people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, John, I'd also like to circle back around. And you went away, you went to school, you went and worked not in a family company, but there are, we've interviewed a few people that are from Anderson originally and went away and did similar things and came back. What advice would you give someone that is just gotten back into Anderson? They maybe moved away for a little bit. And and what advice would you give them to, if they want to start a a business or step back into a family business? That's good. That's really good, Jonathan. I'd say, I would say just get involved. Yeah. Like that Mm -hmm. was for me, my biggest thing was, um, you know, it, it was, 
I was at every chamber event, mm-hmm. every Rotary Club meeting. Like if if there was a group of people there, I was going to be yeah. there, and I was going to find out who had a yeah. commercial real estate need, and if I and I was going to try to fill it. Like that was really it. Like it's a it's a numbers game, and you can dress it up all you want to. But at the end of the day, like. I tell people all the time in this business, there's a direct correlation. The more people you talk to, the more money you make. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I just think that is what it's all about. And so getting in front of people. And we have so many great organizations here in Anderson and so many opportunities to get plugged in and involved. And, and it's funny because, like, you know, I, I would say that of the, you know, my close friends in high school, like one of them does live here and, and we're close, but yeah. like pretty much all of our other close friends are not from here. And so, you know, I think just the message of coming back and getting involved and getting plugged in and building a community around yeah. you is, is everything. That would be my advice. Well, it's cool because all four of us are transplants. Like none yeah. of us are yeah. from here, but there's obviously something special that's, you know, drawing, drawing us that. all here. Yeah. Um, so it's super cool to to hear that, that you came back in that asset. So Bryce, that's a really good point. So I'll tell you this. So a couple months ago, uh, my wife and I, so she's also from here. So okay. we grew up in the same neighborhood, her parents' backyard, my parents' backyard, literally like. It's like a Hallmark connected. movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so we, uh, so we're both from here. Grew up here. Been here all our lives. We went in to eat at Sullivan's a couple months ago. Uh-huh. Finally, we, Mondays. The, yeah. The, you know the work Shout of the day. Out. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I know. Yep. I know. Price, I was, yeah. We're gonna put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we were there on a Monday, and it was it was packed. Yeah. And we walked in there, and we didn't know a soul in that restaurant. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I said that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And so because it tells you, man, that. People want to be here. People are moving here. Like, and that's what we want. Like, yeah. you know what? We want to share. We have a great community here that we want to share with other people. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's what people are finding out when they come to Anderson. Yeah. And you mentioned just like being, you know, present, visible, all those things. Yep. Lewis kind of, so Lewis is obviously a good friend of yours and, oh, yeah. and a mentor of mine, but he always preaches <laughs> awesome. to me like be AVV, available, visible, visible and valuable. valuable. That's yeah. It. Just like, I, I tell people all the time, like, I just want to be in the room. Yep. If you can get me in the room. I can I can talk to who I need to talk to, or like yeah, I yes. can make those kind of connections. But like I just want to be. How do I get in the room? Yeah. Whether it's Rotary, whether it's you know Tosin Topics, whether yep. it's whatever it may be. Um, but the cool thing about getting in the room in Anderson is that there are people that like will have a conversation yeah. with you, and yeah. you never yes. know like where hey let's grab a beer, or let's go yep. get coffee could yep. lead to like. Well, yeah, my uncle has had this, you know, abandoned warehouse for, you know, 20 years now. And he's looking to get rid. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I have those yeah. conversations all the time where it's like, oh, yeah, Bryce does insurance. And, yep. like, over time, if you just play the long game, yes. eventually people are going to associate. Like, I want people to associate Bryce with insurance. Just yep. as, like, when I think about John Wright Jr., it is, like, real estate. And that is the guy to go to. So, yep. that's kind of been my mentality Hey, well. Bryce, and you've the, done it as well as anybody. I mean, and that's, that's exactly <laughs> the approach that I took in – you know what I, I believe you said playing along and I think that's what it's all about because everybody isn't going to always have a need that you can meet right yeah. but the goal is that you stay in front of enough and you stay top of mind enough mm-hmm. to when they actually have that need they go oh yeah I need to call Bryce and talk yeah. to him about that and yeah. so I think that's really what it's all about and Anderson is also such a tight I mean we've got 210,000 people in this county but it's a really tight-knit community yeah. Yeah. and so I think you know you when you start to make those connections it really snowballs yeah. you know and um I think that's that makes it unique. Again, I, I think that we're kind of at a sweet spot from a size perspective where, you know, we I said earlier about the pros and cons of big enough and small enough, but like also like we're big enough there's stuff to do, it's small enough to where it still has that charm about it. You yeah. know, and I think a lot of places have lost that and, and we still have it. And so I think that's a huge benefit for us. 
and John, I, I want to put this out there for everyone. You are very good whenever there's someone in a room and you're approachable. Yeah. Uh, you're very approachable. You also respond that. back to people. You keep, you, you, you instill that community and just like making it open. So people, yeah. people like you, people like Lewis that are approachable and, and you've been doing this a while. Yeah. And, and so very grateful for that, for people that are transplants in this community. That. That's important for us, and I and I can't tell you. I mean, you're you're the same uh, way as Lewis is in a lot of these ways, and Jonathan is very good at this as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, like one of the best people I know at this. But yep. I yep. can't tell you how many times Jonathan or Lewis has been like, "You need to know so and so." Like, I was gonna, I'm going to make an introduction to, yeah. to you, and then like, boom, and that has led to like direct business for I me. You're like, yeah. I mean, there's so many connectors in Anderson, and people want to see others succeed. Yeah, um, and I feel like people get scared to get out and, and network and and get involved like, yeah it's a big step yeah but anderson makes it so easy yeah, yeah that's like, right everybody's just so nice and welcoming yeah, yeah. In any event you go to yeah so well and we were having this conversation right before we started yeah. is you know somebody who's kind of new sort of new business here in town and they had just met with jonathan and saying how helpful he had been in connecting them with other people yeah. i'm like man that's what it's all about so you know what i think of jonathan is like you know chambers of commerce across the country like just you know, top level view, high level view are struggling. Yeah. But mm-hmm. let me tell you why the Anderson Chamber of Commerce isn't struggling. It's yeah. because of that. Because yeah. that is something that, mm-hmm. you know, 40 years ago, you didn't have social media and the internet to connect people, right? Yeah. So the only way to do it was through events and functions and things like that the Chamber of Commerce offered. Right. But the ones that haven't figured out how to continually connect people, those are the ones that are struggling. So that's why it's so important. I think what you're doing, what the Chamber's doing. Yeah. And um, it, it, it is special. And I just think that. I don't know. I just, I just think that we all have a responsibility to, to help bring people along. And, yeah. and I, somebody told me one time, like you should always have, you should always have one person who's a couple steps ahead of you in life that is pouring into you and that you're learning from. You should always have somebody a couple steps behind you yeah. in life mm-hmm. that you're pouring into. Yeah. Yep. And I um, mean, I think that's what ultimately makes the world a better place. And the Lord knows we could use, yeah. <laughs> use yeah. 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 a little help here. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Um, and, and I, I think you've done a great job. I tell people all the time and praise God for this. It ain't about what you know. It's about who, you know, I mean, I know it just enough to be dangerous, (laughs) but like I've got a lot of really good people in my life that have, you know, put me in a position to succeed. But one of the things that Lewis is getting a lot of love in this episode, (laughs) but but, uh, he, he, he was like, listen, dude, I mean, this was probably two years ago. He's like, you need to find a a core four, three or four or five guys that like are running in the same direction as you that love the Lord, that love, you personally that yep. want to see you succeed that are that. also running in that way. And he was like, I got this group called iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Like it's just some dudes yep. that are heading in the same direction than I am that I trust that are, you know, sharp, have great mindsets. And I took it and did the exact same thing. I mean, I, I went and got a group of what I would consider to be now, you know, three of my best friends. We get, you know, know try and get uh, coffee or breakfast, Love or grab a beer once a month together just to keep That's each other awesome. accountable, keep yep. each other sharp, but also like, we love, you know, we love each other, love the Lord, and also have just a, a, a passion for Anderson. Once yeah. see Anderson succeed, so like indirectly, whether you know it or not, like you're, you, cool. you talk about pouring into people. I didn't know um, that, and having good people in your corner, and that's and that's well, what it's about. Lewis, yeah. Lewis, and Lewis, I'm joking. Lewis deserves all the love because <laughs> he's an incredible person. And that Iron Sharpens Iron group has been great, and and it's, you know. You'll see this as you as you get older. We we don't get to meet as regularly as we once did, but it's still on my calendar every mm-hmm. month. It shows up on my calendar, yeah. and a lot of times so it'll prompt somebody to send out a text. Hey, are we you know who can get together tomorrow yeah. or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's really cool. That's yeah. special. 
Well, listen, um, we really appreciate your time today. Kind of oh. uh, how we put a bow on it. Unless I'm, do you guys have anything else you want to ask Sean real quick? Awesome. So kind of, this is an Anderson podcast and, yep. um, you know, you're, you're a great example of what a success looks like in Anderson, but be, um, an advocate for the, for the community yeah. itself. So, yeah. um, going into that, one thing that we like to ask all of our people before we let them go is what's Anderson's why for you? Like, why, mm. why'd you come back? Why have you stuck around? Why have you, you know, stayed here? Why is Anderson so special to John? And why is that where you want to, where you wanted to start a business, where you wanted to start a family and why you want to continue to see growth here? What's, what's your why for Anderson? That's a really good question. Yeah. And I didn't know you were going to ask that. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely, I've been shooting from the hip all day. Yeah. So what's one more? Yeah. Um, no, you know, I think when I think back about Anderson and I think about what it's meant to me, and I mean this from the time that like, I don't know, the earliest childhood memory that I can remember and like growing up and in, in, in a community and I mean, schools and church and friends and ups and downs and everything about it. I feel like Anderson is what made me who I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I know there's something special here. Yeah. And I think that in a lot of ways, I sort of feel like while I'm trying to become the man that I'm called to be, I want to help Anderson become the community that it's called to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I just feel like, you know, I've got a part to play in that because it did so much and it has done and continues to do so much for me that I owe an obligation back to this community. Yeah. And um, so for me, I guess that's really what it's all about. Yeah. It's like Anderson's done so much for me and done so much more than I could have ever imagined that the least I can do is try to give back and make it a better place, yeah. you know, for, for the people that are coming behind us, including mm -hmm. my children. And yeah. Others, so. That's awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank if you, you have yeah, any commercial you. real estate needs, uh, there's nobody better than, than John Wright over hey, here. Thanks at for McCoy Wright. So, I'll pay you for that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just put the check in the mail. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Listen, John, thank you so much for being thank with you. us today. Thank y'all for having thank me. John. John. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening and check us out on your favorite podcast app. And follow us on Facebook at Electric City Buzz Podcast and on Instagram at Electric City Buzz Pod.